back to back to back bangers. Um, you didn't even know that the song had words. I didn't did you? know it had words. <laughs> you see her drive the tank down, and you just hear the the instrumentals in the background. I didn't yeah. know there was words. It sounds like a bad eighties horror movie, like which I mean fits in because she likes bad eighties horror movies mm-hmm. and slasher films and stuff. But uh, we're talking about Shotzi Blackheart, by the way. Yeah, that was her, her Blackheart theme music. music. Yeah, because this is an NXT episode. We all. It is. Yeah, this is an NXT episode on Sons of Flip Radio, your number one podcast about the art and sport of professional wrestling. I'm your co-host Thomas Lisi, always joined with the most handsome man in the room, Alex Drayton. Alex, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, uh, I seen uh, Ed's post. It might have been yesterday or last night. He was like, "Well, name a time and the place." Asked the most handsome man in the room. Yeah, or whatever. I was like, "What?" But I forgot. They're gonna come on the show. On. That's yeah. the uh, that's the spoiler, I guess you can say. Yeah. Uh, Ed and Jay are going to come on, which is going to be a lot of Not fun. Not that anybody knows other than yeah. them. Who knows who they are? Yeah. Um, it's going to be really fun because uh, they kind of know a little bit about wrestling. Nothing about today's wrestling. More so mid-90s, yeah, early Yeah, because he was like, era. I don't know anybody in this poster. And that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. And they're like, oh, we want to come on and drink. I'm like, okay, fine. You can come drink while we do the podcast. That'd be interesting. Oof. I'll have a couple. You yeah, can have a couple. Once. I can get a couple Steve Weisers. <laughs> you can get a couple in you. So, no, but um, I mean, this episode today is going to be dedicated all about NXT. Um, NXT is such this global phenomenon of not just great wrestling, but great programs and and just great, you know, paying homage to different things such as the Great American Bash and last night's War Games and Halloween Havoc and NXT is like the cool. It's like the cool kids wrestling. Like they do all the stuff yeah, that the WWE yep. won't do, like on Raw and SmackDown or pay-per-views and stuff like that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. It's like your cool older brothers wrestling. It is. As opposed to like your dad. You're like, ah, he's corny. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, NXT. I mean, when NXT first started, I remember when um, it, was it was weird FCW. at first. Yeah, it was yeah. FCW. It was then it was NXT. Watch. Yeah. It was really weird to watch. Because at that point, it was the... the um, inverse of that where you're like NXT this is kind of corny because it was on like sci-fi mm-hmm. I remember I wasn't back into wrestling yet and I had glanced uh, I glanced at it for a little bit and I was like yeah I don't know what the hell's going on here yeah well, I mean that was back back NXT yeah when it was on well yeah it was on late they used to do like uh, well they were uh, the superstars on NXT were um they had like oh, a mentor. Yes, yes. Yeah. So they had a different mentor as a like superstar. The Miz and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. The Migs they had. had a pro. They yeah. Had the Migs had Alex Riley. I know that. I remember that. So that was like early, early NXT. Like I remember like Naomi, Titus O'Neil, Derek Bateman. That's AKA EC3. So like I remember that back in the day. But when it first kind of came back into relevance when uh, FCW was no longer FCW. It got it became NXT. NXT label. Yeah. <clears throat> when it became under NXT, you know, it was a little tri- Triple H's little baby. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... This, and Dusty's, too, at the time. Yeah. Dusty was, you know, basically just sat in the room and just... He was, like, the biggest mentor for everybody. Yeah. During the promo classes and during the in-ring work and... Yeah, these are the stuff. earliest days of the performance center yeah. too. So all this started coming about at literally the exact same yeah. time. And like and everyone always says the four horsemen, the four I mean the the four horsewomen, that's because they were in uh the early days of NXT together. Becky, right. uh Bailey, Becky, Sasha, Sasha Bailey, and Charlotte. And Charlotte, and Charlotte yeah. yeah. 
But no, I mean, early NXT, my biggest memories are I do remember Seth Rollins being the first champion. Like and that blonde streak. Yeah. The bl- he remember he wore like white Speedo tights and he had a blonde streak in his hair. And uh, I mean, there was some. Gr- remember, there was. There's always been good wrestling in NXT. Yeah. The, you know, Bray Wyatt was born in NXT. I remember he used to wear like this weird looking mask with the Wyatt family and. You had Roman Reigns that was under a different name and Big E and, you know, really early NXT. Big E was the champion. He was the champion, yeah. So was Five Bo count. Dallas. Five yeah. counts. So it, was Bo Dallas, yeah. to, to go back to Big E really quick, did you see his entrance I uh, like on it. SmackDown? The, I love the music's it really good, too. Yeah, it's Wale. And they're really good friends, too. And Wale does a huge Wale mania every year, um, you know, for WrestleMania at that, that week. It's like this big... Blowout. Well, he's a, a huge wrestling fan. He was the MC for that rap yes. battle between the New Day and the, and Usos, the Usos. Yes, yes. Which the Usos definitely won. Um, but I do remember that. Yeah, wow. I do remember that too. That that oh was a classic God. SmackDown moment. See, like those are the moments that you really miss without fans being there. Yeah, you do. You really do. Because it comes off differently. It you does. can't do that stuff without fan reaction because you no. need it to help you. In this case, judge you know whoever was yeah. winning that contest or whatever. So. Absolutely, totally agree with you on that. No, but I mean, NXT, it's such, it's a smart thing to have right now in the WWE because I think it caters to a lot of the, I would say, true wrestling fans, like more of the independent wrestling fans. Think about the closed setting. Well, I mean, normally it is. It's a closed environment. Uh, There's less fans, but there's there's a better atmosphere. Mm -hmm. The fans are either behind you or they hate you. Or sometimes there could be a tweener and chance get made that that get brought up with you to the to the mains to the um, major leagues, I guess you can say, whether it be an, uh, SmackDown or Raw. <clears throat> no, but it's just we saw so many good matches and so many good superstars get born in WWE in NXT. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest uh, debuts that I can remember is Kevin Owens. For sure. Yeah. He debuted like, on the takeover. Yeah, he take came over, in hot. Takeover our evolution. Yeah, I think was the one that was a that was in December. Yeah, uh, that was like fourteen, fifteen, uh, fifteen. <sighs> trying to think, one of the two years. Yeah, one but, of those two years because I remember watching it in my old white car while my wife was um in rehab for her hand. It was not too long after our car accident. Yeah, so I would have to drive her all the time because she really couldn't. And uh, I was I was working. I kind of wasn't at the time. This is right when you and I started um, mm-hmm. working together. And I do remember um, Kevin Owens coming in. This was like, you know, almost four or five, uh, five six years ago he, to uh, the day. Yeah. He had the opening match and his debut match. Yep. And he got bloodied. He broke his nose yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he broke yep. his nose in the match. It was like, I forgot who it was against, but it was. It was against. Uh... Juice Robinson, well, the noun, yeah. his name is Juice Robinson, but he had that worldly gimmick, whatever he was, I forget, mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. It was like a six-minute match, but the shock and awe moment came at the end where when, Sam- when Sami Zayn and he, uh, took the belt off April of Neville. Power bombed him, yep. Yeah, he took the belt off of Neville. See, the storyline was that Sami Zayn, you know, was chasing chasing mm-hmm. the title, and, you know, he's he, I mean, don't, before this, Sami Zayn had phenomenal matches with Cesaro. Yeah. Two out of three falls multiple times that were just some of the match of the year back then. But mm-hmm. now he's he's going to become – he became champion and then best friend, Sammy, 
in Owens, which was detailed earlier in the episode. Right. Uh, the classic heel turn and Sam and Kevin Owens destroyed you know, him. Destroyed literally him killed him. The show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apron power bombed him to hell, basically. And, and that was it. Yeah, what an this impact. Was after everybody was celebrating in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What an impact to have on your first NXT show. He didn't even need to debut on the on the um, online show because it wasn't on USA. It was only on the network. That's right. And um, I mean, you can look at Adam Cole's debut also with Fish and O'Reilly. When they debuted a takeover, they took out McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Undisputed Era was born. But I mean, for me, I think just because of the smaller atmosphere and the big approach for Owens looking at what he's doing now in the WWE main roster, that debut for me was a huge just yeah. blew everything out of the water, man. Honestly. I um, think it <clears throat> helped bring in a new precedent of, of what we were watching for wrestling. Yeah. Um, the merging of the brand. And I think that moment really, um, and there were some moments afterward, like when Finn wins the belt off of Joe and, and vice versa. But yeah. Finn Balor too. It was another good debut. <laughs> um, but like that, that started changing the tide for being like a minor league to actually a, a th- yeah. an actual third brand down well yeah well I mean, the moniker back then because not many people knew about it was the moniker was okay so we have nxt it's like our developmental minor league program right when the average wrestling fan didn't watch the weekly episodes on the network to see that the wrestling was 10 times right. better than the main and at roster. that time the rest the <clears throat> the so they had just gone off of television with nxt and put it onto the network which had just recently debuted yeah. at the beginning of that year or whatever this is a uh, Network, I think, started uh, late February of 14, early March, right before that WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania 30, yeah. Correct. Yep. Um, so that was the big thing. So then they just moved NXT to that, and that became their weekly Wednesday show. Which is completely smart because you're just giving more product to your network that was just born. Absolutely. So, it yeah. gets new eyes on it, correct? Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to want to play around. You want to see what it's all to offer, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, because, again, like, like the average wrestling fan didn't know who Sami Zayn was or didn't know Neville Didn't wore. know that he wore a mask. It was yeah. El Generico, you know? Yeah, and him and Kevin much. Steen, not Kevin Owens, were yeah. the best of friends and also had the best of enemies, and they have done crazy stuff in ROH and other promotions. Well, that's the thing with NXT, too. Like, when WWE would sign these wrestlers... Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor. Yeah. Adam Cole. Uh, Kushida. And, sp- and speaking of Adam Cole, you're not a Yankees fan. But once I get back into the stadium, I'm doing Garrett Cole Bay Bay. <laughs> God. It's, it's happening. You it's going to become a thing. I'm going to make it happen other, in the you and You and eight other people would know what that means. <laughs> You'll, you will actually be very surprised at how many people um, know about wrestling at baseball shows. Absolutely. Especially in New baseball York. Baseball shows, yeah. Baseball shows. <laughs> You know, it's a show anyway. Yeah. Well, sometimes it can like be games. Yeah, games. The um, no, what NXT like, like the thing with NXT that was so cool was they grasped the the fan, like the I guess the underground wrestling fan that you know watched Ring of Honor, watched all these smaller promotions. They knew who yeah. Prince Devitt was. They knew who Kushida was. They knew who Adam Cole was. They and they knew, played to it too with the with yeah. The they dark knew who Kevin Owens was. Yeah. So like all when any time that WWE would sign somebody, they would debut them in NXT. You yep. rarely saw, maybe with the exception of who AJ Styles and mm-hmm. AJ Styles. <laughs> Honestly, everybody all, comes up. They always get a, a spotlight in a suit, front row. Yeah, for the hot for the hot uh, Matt Riddle match, the right Viking there the, Raiders. Yep, in the um, 
uh, Ricochet. You know what I mean? Just tons of these. I mean, I always, think Shinsuke was there. At Shinsuke, point, yeah. You know? Samoa Joe. Um, we always talk about on this podcast. Oh well, you know the wrestler gets buried. Yeah, they get buried once they get brought up from NXT. Unfortunately, yeah, the success that a lot of the wrestlers have in WWE before going to the main shows, most of it, if not all of it, it's is well, on NXT. Yeah, it's well documented that yeah. you know they unfortunately get lost in the sauce once you come yeah. up. There's only a it, handful. It's, it's of nice champions. to get called up, but sometimes it's like the Billy Madison thing. He's like. Don't get any old, stay yeah. young forever. Now, there's only... He's grabbing a, the fat kid's cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> there's only a handful of champions that have, that have had a lot of success in the next stage of their career in WWE. Yeah. Drew McIntyre was a champion in NXT. Look at him now. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Um, Bobby Roode was a champion in NXT. He became a United States champion. Um, yeah, Andrade. He have a lot of success, though. Like, well, I mean, he got he, over because of his he got, entrance. He got over and he became a mid card champion. Same, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but same, same thing, thing with, with Shinsuke. Yeah. But what about people like Aleister Black? Ugh. You know what I mean? Samoa Joe could have got so much more. Samoa yeah. Joe should have been a world heavyweight champion. So, yeah, absolutely. So there's different. Remember, he came out as Triple H's bodyguard for that hot angle against Rollins. Yeah, but Samoa Joe, hands down, is one of the best guys on the mic I've seen in the past 20 years. Absolutely. And even better and, on commentary. And, and right you know now. what? He doesn't get enough. He he will never get enough credit. Now no. I'm hot right now. Now I'm no, getting hot because he wasn't self. I was a little WWE. dull for the first 14 minutes. I'm not gonna lie. I'm getting hot now because you just had a sip of the coffee. I had a, I had a sip cuff. of the coffee. And my cute little dog dad mug that uh, Christine made me use. But um, no, Samoa Joe. Like here's the thing with Samoa Joe that makes him different than anybody else. He has the total package in my opinion. He can wrestle. He can talk. He can put you over. And he can put convincing. himself over. He's convincing. He can he can play the tweener role if he needs to. He can be a face. He can be a monster heel, and he gets the attention of the fan. Him That's Kev, what he does. Him and Kevin Owens play that same role exact that role we want to see, and and they define that in between role. You ask Andrade to do to do a promo, motherfucker can't speak English. Bro. Oh, we always you know, know what that's I mean. An issue here. that is an issue. You ask Shinsuke Nakamura, no speak English. That was his best promo that he ever did. Yes, yes, right. So. What NXT does is they kind of take you as the... I think the thing that NXT does that's so much different than the WWE... Well, there's a lot of things. We can, Again, this is a show about NXT, yeah. so this is the place. It's like everything. They don't look at anything besides your wrestling talent. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> like they guess don't... what? You're there to develop it. Exactly. So like you have the... It's not like... It's not like... Hmm. All right, so let, let's think about big business, right? Real quick, and this is part of what I'm trying to say is like okay. they give you the time in NXT to develop and come along up with the company. They do, although it's the same company. But yeah. I digress. The main roster is like, hey kid, hey great, here's uh, your hot dog, your handshake, and uh, yeah, this train's got to keep moving, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, whatever you did before, mm, yeah, maybe that's not gonna fly. It here. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And here's why I'm saying this, because I didn't watch it. I just heard it on a busted open. Um, they were talking about after last night's uh, takeover. So after war games, um, which we get a, into, by the way. Yeah, there was a 24 about Keith Lee. And in that uh, Vince McMahon uh, was talking to him about, hey, this is uh, talking about the brands. He's talking about that, um, you know, up here, it, it's more of a global thing. We do things on a global scale as opposed to down in NXT. And if you got the big honcho telling you 
that basic in a nutshell to break down what he said yeah kind of forget what you did there and it's all about what we're doing here and what you did there doesn't really matter and we're gonna just change it so almost forget what you learned Ooh. that's basically if you had to put that whole conversation between the two of them together that's what that's what he was trying to convey. Well, that, that and right. we know that to be true because it happens too often to well, everybody who wants to come yeah. up. And then, Why do you think people want to go back down? Well, that 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 there, what you just said, that means that McMahon is saying that we have three brands. He is, but like, and thank God. It's under the global umbrella of right. WWE. He doesn't even, he he doesn't right. even he watch it. He doesn't it. watch it. Because thing. if he watched it. We all know what the product could be. My hot take on Keith Lee, I think he's overrated. You know I've said that before. I think he's overrated. Mm. I just, I, you know, everybody says that he has the total package. I just don't see it. You know, I when, don't when see it. When they say uh, they got to let Russ cook, they should have let him cook in NXT. I wouldn't have brought him up. They, they brought him up early. way too early. Because he, he was had a transitional that champion. Right. And we spoke about this yeah. back in June or July. When Oh, July after Great American Bash yes. after he lost it. Um, we had the same conversation. We we all knew the writing on the wall. We, we read the dirt sheets. We see it. Um, and then it happens, and you're like, they're putting get a bad taste in your mouth. Even at last night's War Games, there was a promo for Karrion Cross. Yes. They put, even even if Cross didn't get hurt, they put so much emphasis and so much preparation and time into that character mm-hmm. that Keith Lee was just a result of being a transitional champion. You're either gonna feed who, who you're either gonna feed Cross Lee or Cole. Two different wrestlers, two different spectrums. Correct. You want someone that looks the size of Cross, right, to make Cross seem more of a powerhouse. You right. give him Lee. Larger than life. You're yeah. not gonna have Cross beat Cole, who's half his size. And when he just went and beat he just beat Ciampa the month before at uh, yeah. your house. He beat in Ciampa June. in six minutes. Yeah. Right? You you have him take down the guy that you've been pushing, the guy who gave up the North American title because he wanted to be fair or whatever he said. Mm-hmm. Right? So Keith Lee to me was just a transitional champion. Keith Lee to me is just going to be a mid-card champion, in my opinion. I don't see him doing anything. I don't see him winning the Royal Rumble. I don't see him being a World Heavyweight Champion. I don't see it at all. Mm. I think that he's very boring on the microphone. He tries to sound smarter than he actually is. No, well, uh, the, that, the whole intellect, char- the that's... whole intellectual thing is is a bunch of bullshit. Well, that's his character. He's always been like that, though, <sighs> and he is kind of like that. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I mean, like from what I've seen in, in past like things, I don't see it. A lot of people see it in him. Yeah, it was smart for him to be North American champion. Was was he the one that should have took the belt off Cole? With Cross behind you, yes, because I thought Cole was going to get called up, not knowing mm-hmm. that Pat McAfee was waiting in the wings for, for two matches on takeovers. God. Which but, actually were fucking phenomenal. They're awesome. <laughs> but to sit here and say to myself that Keith Lee is going to be somebody who I see as a future heavyweight champion down the road, I don't see it. I want to believe it because he, he has, you know, we all know what that build is. He has that look. And yeah, the year they're... before, nobody had a hotter half of the year. Exactly. NXT ran wild from August of 19 or whatever Survivor Series last year, yeah. a little before that. 19. They ran wild yeah. for a good six months because dominated both yeah. brands when well, both shows sucked ass. Here's the thing with it. that, though. When when the whole Saudi show happened, they were stuck there. 
Remember? Oh, yeah. So they threw a last minute. They had to throw a curveball in and have NXT invade. So that whole SmackDown was basically NXT people. Maybe that was the only reason why the NXT was on the Survivor Series show. Well, I mean, you know, through through misfortune. Through maybe through mis came out. Through, maybe, maybe through misfortune, misfortune and pure luck. Correct. We're sitting here today saying that NXT should be on the same level as Raw and SmackDown, which it is on the same level as Raw and SmackDown, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, who knows, man? I mean, you, it, it's just so weird, you know. Like wrestling can change on a dime. It it absolutely can. Uh, case in point that Saudi show last year that yeah. was cr- that was insane like they were able to hey all right let's go uh you 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 and you hop yeah. on this Lear jet and let's go you had Dan- um, and it worked and it wasn't forced it didn't feel forced at all no. it was like the right place at the right time you had Shayna Baszler come in we're coming up yeah. to November which is Survivor Series month so like it just I think we are in November. It made sense. It just made sense. Yeah, you had Shayna Baszler interfere. You had Keith Lee and Matt Riddle interfere in a match, or they took out two guys, and then you had Adam Cole go over on Daniel Bryan. Right. And, it and, just, and it Lee just really made showed a lot up of sense. in that Survivor Series match. He did. And then in the Rumble 2, he was going into that hot. And he did. That little... And then he got eliminated by Brock Lesnar because that's Vince's call, obviously. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah. It made That made tons of storyline sense that's fine yeah you don't want to you give him a little taste you don't give him the whole vince, thing you know you vince, rub it on the gums yeah. a little bit vince isn't going to push you unless he likes you correct right he sees something in mcintyre he sees he sees money he sees stuff that you can sell in well McIntyre. he did in the past you know he was billed as the chosen one yeah absolutely from his mouth himself yeah you know, from vince's mouth himself um, you know, we all know what happened. He left and he came back and he bettered himself. And, you know, now he's champion. Why do you think the New Day have been 10-time champions? Because they sell everything. Well, I mean, yeah. as, as much and as before, I... Before, the idea, if you know anything about the New Day, that idea, they were trying to get off the ground and Vince was clowning them. He was yeah. like, oh, Vince has some weird thing. Is Vince from the Carolinas originally? Connecticut. his family? Connecticut. They're all always they're from, from Connecticut. Connecticut yeah. I, I felt like somewhere... I think he's from Connecticut. Okay. Well, anyway, he always has he always like pastors and like just like black culture, I guess, which is weird to say. Um, so that's where that like whole Big E when he first was like the way he was speaking was kind of like gospel esque. Who Even Vince? That, yeah, yeah, because that was his idea. If you listen to the New Day's podcast, their first couple episodes, they were talking about, well, how did we get to this point? Um, stuff you already knew and stuff you actually didn't know. Like, how well, remember the up. first promo of the New Day was the gospel choir singing in the background. Well, that's my no point. No one knew what the New Day meant. Right. That was that was my point. That's how it started. And then they realized, well, the group, the New Day itself, realized yeah, it's probably not where it's going to go. And Vince was like, all right, and well, they start, go they, ahead. You start wearing tie-dye. You st- I mean, not tie-dye, but you start wearing bright colors and pancakes and bootios and power positivity and they're... The trombone and all the stuff. Yeah, Francesca. Don't you talk bad about yeah. Francesca. Francesca so, and Francesca, too. <laughs> to me, what were we talking about? We were talking about Vince McMahon. No, no, well, we're, because we're, we were talking about NXT, yeah, and if he likes you, then... Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is true. I think that the only... We all know that. Yeah. I think the thing that NXT has done that has been the biggest contribution to the world of professional wrestling has been the women's division. If you look at the women's division... There's no better place to be. They're really in the, and in right now. I think promotion. the yeah. best women's division between the three brands is still NXT. Absolutely. You have Io Shirai, who is ridiculous. She is ridiculous, and Rhea, and you have Dakota Kai, and you have Raquel Gonzalez, who's turning into a monster. She is a monster. Ember too. Moon. You have um, good looking too. 
Who, Raquel? Yeah. Oh, she's attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have Ember Moon. You have Tegan Knox, who's unfortunately hurt. You have Candice yeah, LeRae. All these women can produce great matches, and all these women have, are producing matches that really stick out compared to the main roster. Did I say that about Billy Kay, Peyton Royce when they were on NXT? Not really, no. No, because they were they were there, but then they weren't there. If yeah. that makes sense, you know what I mean? I mean, because they were there. Like I remember seeing Peyton Royce doing her little flower gimmick in Asbury, um, and she had a match maybe against Carmella that night. And right after the Carmella match, I was like, "All right, let me go to the bathroom and and whatever." And I got three quarters of the way to the bathroom. Went to the bathroom, was on my way back, and here came Enzo Amore's music hit. I fucking sprinted back oh, to yeah. my seat. Um, but, you know, going back to Peyton Royce, yeah, she was there for a, a, a cup of coffee. No, she was there for much. Yeah, she was there for a little bit. I mean, um, but when everyone talks about Sasha and Bailey, a lot of that attention does go back to NXT because of the matches that they had. Yes. The matches at the match at uh, Brooklyn takeover between Sasha and Bailey are, is regarded as one of the greatest women's matches of all time. Oh, correct. And they and refer to it on the main roster at nauseum all the time. Oh yeah. They you do. Know, so they do reference it. Yeah. You know, it's and not they like did have an iron woman match. 30 yeah. minute iron woman match to headline a takeover. And you really can't forget about the success that Charlotte Flair had. In they NXT. really so you know we talk about um, you know MSG being very special. They really put the Barclays Center on the map. NXT. Oh yeah, those Brooklyn absolutely. Um, it was like five shows, like four, like literally four or five takeovers. Help help make that a new place to be. Yeah, that's the new garden for at least that. The least, only you know? woman that didn't get a lot of success in NXT was Becky Lynch. Was Becky Lynch. Yep. Now, if you if you compare her now to what she was back then. Vince saw something in her when she turned heel, and she got her nose busted open by Nia Jax, and she should thank Nia Jax for doing that. She turned heel and then got her nose busted. Yeah, yeah. we were there when she turned heel in mm-hmm. Charlotte, and I mean, which we all wanted it to happen, and it everyone, happened. And everyone, everybody saw was it. cheering. Yeah, everyone was cheering that. Then was the next happen. day on Raw, she made a promo that didn't make sense, and then they kind of fixed it the next, yeah. the following week. So yeah. yeah, so she worked that Austin angle, you know. Yeah, but and then Nia Jax put her over. Go figure. Yeah, you know, thank you, Nia. Right. You're such a good wrestler. <laughs> um, no, but the the woman on NXT, I think that's another good thing that the that the NXT does compared to the main rosters is yeah. that they emphasize the women's division and because, they get time. Yeah, they get time, and I they see get, by last night they get a lot of time, man. Yeah, because that women's division is huge. It is. I feel like they have more women than they do um, male. Uh, competitors well, yeah sometimes. yes yes and no um Some, there's so many guys you know they get lost in the sauce so much oh yeah women stand out more because don't forget the nxt cruiserweights are thrown in there now too that's true so because like, um, they're doing shit on uh 205 live and yeah all that stuff yeah but the but uh the women's division on nxt it just stands out that's what they're doing now because they want to emphasize the, the the women's match to prove that you know these women can wrestle. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. This is our culture. This is our style. Yeah, we've had Charlotte, we've had Becky, we've had Bailey, we've had, you know, Bianca and Oscar and Baszler, but you know, this new crop of women is really killing it right now, yeah. and it's being led by Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley, and you know, I didn't know much about Shotzi Blackheart until 
I would say like a month ago. She's getting pushed to the moon right now Absolutely. in the words of Cameron Grimes. But I mean, I think she she could be next women's champion down the line. Down the line, yes. I mean, right now, based off last night's events, the first person in line Raquel. is Raquel Gonzalez, Correct. which is a good and match. That's going to be small. yeah, and they might put her over. They could. I mean, it's going to be a David versus Goliath story, I obviously, because mean... Io's very small and she is very big. Yeah. Um, not like fat wise, like she's like six one, built like a brick shit house. She is yeah. a big woman, very muscular, very jacked. And every time it's funny because I, I I love the little feud between her and uh, Rhea and Rhea Ripley because yeah. every time they look at each other, it's the on site mentality. It's like yo, when I every time I look at you and when I see you, it's on site. We're gonna fight, and that's what happened yesterday. Yeah, like they both hulked up. Got real, How about Tony Storm? She's thick. She's yeah, very thick. I gotta see where the heel gimmick goes. I mean, I'm not accustomed to seeing her as a heel. I've watched some of her in NXT UK. Yeah, um, you know she's she's good. Okay. Um, I like Ember. I've liked Ember since she was in NXT the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, like look oh, at Ember Moon. That's a great example of a wrestler where you had such success. Oh God, I can't talk. You had such success, success. Yep. on NXT originally, right? She loses to Baszler. She gets called up. Right. She gets called up. She has one match against Bailey for the title at SummerSlam. And that's it. She debuted in a tag match where Nia Jax introduced her as her partner. For fuck's sake, come on. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> and former NXT Women's Champion has a lot of great matches in NXT. Gets called up. Why? Because Vince doesn't know nothing about mm-hmm. her. Vince knows nothing about Ember Moon. She gets hurt. Guess where Ember Moon goes? Back to NXT. Smart move. She had to go back there because she had no path on the main yeah, roster. She, got, she tore her Achilles and she was yeah. out for like a year. She really change. had no path on the main roster. And... She, I think she fits the look. I think she fits the gimmick yes, of NXT. Absolutely, she's like a badass chick, yep. right? Rock and roll or metal music, badass chick. I'm very mad Max. Yeah, like Mad, mad Max. Max. Yeah, you're not gonna see that on on with WWE. probably one of the best finishers, the Eclipse. Oh yeah. Which Ooh. is, did you see that spot yesterday yes, over the chair? Like I, yeah. I grabbed my throat. Yeah. In my chest because I felt that happened to me. It was I mean, crazy. Yeah. If, if you look at the women's gimmicks on main roster right now, who has the toughest gimmick as a woman? Shayna Baszler? She's supposed to, but she's she She's supposed doesn't. to, but she, she doesn't. doesn't. She doesn't. Nope. Why? Because Vince knows nothing about fucking NXT. That's NXT, why. Shayna Baszler was like, you heard, you heard that music and you were like, I'm going to sleep. When night, I was night. when I was in Connecticut, you're gonna end up like Nate Robinson. Yeah, night night. night night. When I was in Connecticut, I saw Takeover, and she wrestled for the title against. Was it Eo? No, Mia Yim. It was Mia Yim mm. versus her for the title, and half the crowd was saying Shayna's gonna kill you. Shayna's mm-hmm. gonna kill you, and you don't see that now. You see, uh, they, they've more... done that. They they did that with Rhea a bit. Um, oh yeah, on. yeah. Last year, like when Rhea was having that run from December when she won the championship, and then lost to Charlotte. Yeah, when she, she got fed to Charlotte. Yeah, that made no sense. I don't understand why she lost to Charlotte Flair. To why to put Io Shirai over in a uh, triple threat match? Come on, you know why? Why did you give Charlotte the belt? You gave Charlotte the belt. Could have been a couple reasons. One because maybe because of the pandemic, right? Pandemic well, actually, was hot at that time. Actually, the, pandemic was getting an, over. There is an answer to that question, and Triple H just said it this week in an interview. To that exact question, yes. Um, I think the pandemic did. He said it had a lot to do with it. Um, the, the pandemic got over. <laughs> right. She, he, 
pandemic. The global pandemic gets over. That's right. why Ray Ripley loses the belt to Charlotte Reigns, aka Charlotte Flair. No, but um, yeah. I mean, if, honestly, if you look at the gimmicks that are on NXT, as far as the women are concerned, compared to the main roster, they're more rugged, they're more tough, they're more aggressive. You don't see many dolled up women on NXT. If you really look at it, no, not anymore. Like, no, you don't. No, you you have Rhea Ripley, who's a badass. Raquel, who's a badass. Dakota comes well, out with fucking like, metal music. This is, well, this is what I th- I think I said it last on last week's show. It's like all the music now is like metalish. It is in a sense. So like everybody has. So basically, you're describing an edge. Yeah. It, so our it's brand edgy. has an edge. It's to edgy. It, right? Yeah. The Poison Pixie, Candice LeRae, she's edgy. Yeah. You know, Shotzi Blackheart for Christ's sake. And you go up the to the tank. main roster, and it's fucking Lana and fucking Mandy Rose. And Billy Kay it, and Peyton old, Royce. It plays the old tropes of, of it is. the the It's the whatever pretty. sells. Yeah. And remember, NXT did, I mean, they used to, again, Billy Kay and, and Peyton Royce, they were there. They were kind of showcased as that. You had, um, oh, man, I forget who else. You had a couple other women also at one point or another who who had, who had fit that old model. Today, oh, what, the, the pretty-looking chick? Yeah. Oh, you had... Um, Jeez, uh, let's see. Liv Morgan, you had. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Liv Eva, Morgan, Eva Marie. Eva Marie, yeah. Uh, well, well, she was up on the roster, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I know. It's it's more edgy. It's more the feel that I think that. Now here's the thing with that. They're going against AEW on Wednesdays. AEW is the edgy program. Maybe they they're doing to. that on purpose to make the the woman edgier on NXT, yeah, which but, is smart. But, but guess what? They still have them. They can be edgy. They can also be beautiful if they want. Well, they are. But I mean, they are beautiful. They they could even go back to the old school way and still beat the NXT uh, uh, AEW women because you only have like four people. That's trash. And they're trash. It's, it's really bad. It's really, I mean, Hikaru Shida is a really good wrestler, and Chris Statlander is good, who's hurt. But besides that, there's it's really trash. But, I mean, NXT is emphasizing the things that AEW isn't doing well at, and it's vice versa. AEW has so many good tag teams because WWE doesn't. Well, NXT, NXT has so many good women. NXT is writing a book on women's wrestling, yeah, and everybody else needs to fall in place. I mean, there are, other, are, there are other women's promotions. Like, the biggest one where a lot of these women do come from is Shimmer. Um, Shimmer, you know, Bailey was there. Dakota Kai, because her name was Evie. Um, I think Ember Moon was there, and, and a plethora of other women have yeah. come and gone through um, that brand. Nastasha, I think too. Um, they were all Shimmer champions or, or something, and um, that's where they're kind of pulling a lot of those great women from. Because yeah. you're not getting them from other promotions. I, I mean, you are. There's a couple people, but there's there's not many anymore. Yeah. So I mean, overall, just. NXT is that edgier program that that us wrestling fans want to see, and we did yeah. see it last night, right? We right. did so see now it. We're we into... we we did see war it war games. At war games. We did see it on NXT War Games, right? Yeah. We saw, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I think it's probably the best takeover I've seen in the past two years. I said before we went on air, why do they keep getting better after they, each and every one of these things? The, from start to finish. And why can't main roster just take a little bit I, of this and add it to there? And, and I'm and so happy that it was different. held like, at the Capital Wrestling Classic rather than uh, the Capital Wrestling Center. I'm so happy it wasn't in the fucking Thunderdome because, you know, the space, yeah, but it, it just fit the bill. From start to finish, this pay per view was ridiculous. I yeah. hate. First of all, I hate Sam Roberts on the pre show. He can kiss my nut. I yeah, hate him. he's the worst. I can't. He's the kind of guy with his Kramer haircut. Right. He's the kind of guy who I feel like knows nothing about wrestling. 
only a little bit, and he just gets over as a personality. Like Peter Rosenberg. He's in the same bit. Actually, I have more respect for Rosenberg than Sam Roberts. Because Sam Roberts is just a just a bad, bad man who I don't like, and he's going to be put on the wall. <laughs> he's a bad <laughs> he's man. He's a bad not man. not that kind of bad man. He's a bad man. No, but uh, start to finish, I mean, what, this, this, takeover this war takeover games last night, it, it was crushed it. And, like, the first match, it fit the build. The you have to match. start with a You have game. to start. I love Shotzi Blackheart's new tank. I think it's awesome. Yeah, she shot the missile. She shot yeah. the missile. <laughs> that was really cool. Um, you know, they all got on the tank and did the pose. Yeah, you know? like they—that was that was great, man. Um, and that's just how it started. I think it was cool to have Kai and Ember start too. Yes, because remember Dakota Kai got uh, disqualified last year. That's correct because she uh, she attacked on she Nox. attacked Tiganox turn heel. Yep, and Ember Moon was gone away for so long, so maybe that's why that they put them two first. Kind of like a here's a thank you, mm-hmm. not like a thank you, but like yeah, Ember got hurt and she came back down. Not okay. I can't use the word because we don't see it as minor leagues. Ember got hurt, and then she got moved to NXT, and Dakota Kai kind of gave up her spot in that match where she could have had a lot of spotlight just to start an angle with Tegan Knox, which was actually the debut of Raquel Gonzalez. Right. This, that, and that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was a great way that they started. And and they were workhorses too, man, because those first two people in, it, it's almost the equivalent of – because you have to see how War Games figures, right? And they explain the rules before every yeah. match. And, um, you know, those first two people, it's like the Royal Rumble. You know, yeah, if you're the, the first workhorses. couple guys in there, you know, you're doing the work. Yeah. And the match doesn't start for at least 20 minutes. It's so funny because I watched all the other early Royal Rumbles and it's so true. Like the, back in the golden era, like after one and two, the guys between three and six, at least one of them were always a workhorse who stayed to the end. Mm-hmm. So uh, you do see that in the in the War Games match. Um Something that I've thought... Because War Games, realistically, is a um, hardcore Survivor Series match. Well, it was Let's hard- call it what it is. Yeah, it was hardcore because everyone was bringing fucking tools from another ring. That, that kind of blew spent, my mind a lot. They spent two minutes, two and a half minutes. I was actually timing it, so they technically weren't going five minutes sometimes. Sometimes it was like three minutes, 20 seconds. Other times it was like two minutes and 30 seconds. Obviously, they try to sell you on it. Um, I was just being an asshole and just doing it just for shits and gigs, and I was you right. mark, yeah, I mark, I mark for myself. Um, but yeah, half the time, a lot of those guys spent outside trying to get all the tables and the chairs and shots. He was thrown in toolboxes and which we only we use briefly because yeah. it had the little sledgehammer in it, and which looked uh, like a rubber mallet. It did look like a rubber mallet, <laughs> which probably was a fake rubber. It mallet. did look flimsy. It did, yeah. So did the cricket paddles during the men's match, but we'll get Those to that later. Those looked like foam, like yeah. nerf, n- like Nerf bats. <laughs> they did. <laughs> um, I really liked the toolbox. Um, and then other people were using. Were like, they calling like back to their promo? To set up for war games, like did Shotzi have that toolbox? Because she her was promos? building her tank. Okay, yeah. So See? that's the shit that makes sense. Like, yeah. that's that's attention to detail. Yeah. So like uh, like you say about attention to detail, like the fact that they had Rhea and like you said before, Rhea and Ra- Raquel square off, really told a story about your previous. Yes. Maybe not so your future encounters because at the end of the match you'll see the wheel spinning for Eo versus Raquel. Because Raquel got over an EO in an awesome way, but right. you did have that callback of these two. Because remember, they're kind of evenly. If you look at the teams, like looking at the women, you have a monster in Rhea, you have a monster in Raquel, you have um, smaller women, larger women, and they match well together. The the two largest women, muscular and all that shit, like I say. But 
to have that throwback from a couple weeks ago where they did battle um, on on um, NXT to bring that back was very smart. Yeah, very smart. Yeah, that kind of laid yeah. the yeah laid the groundwork for the match. Um, because it gave everybody a purpose. It, it, yeah, it, it gave everybody there had a meaning. Mm-hmm. As yeah. we know, as the weeks leading into this match, you know everybody was involved in some kind of way. So, like you know, you're like, all right, I guess it's going to be these four versus these four. But you know, it actually worked very well. Tony Storm didn't do much though. She didn't because um, she what well, she she locked the door with her belt. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> I mean, was just like in you know, spots and she and she hit she camera angle, she was hitting know? people with kendo sticks. That was like the only spots that I remember. Yeah, but they kept hitting people with kendo sticks. Those things were like shattered, and they oh, were yeah. still hitting them. Oh yeah, those are fibrous, like because it's all bamboo. Mm-hmm. I I want to I want to get hit by one. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll try we, to make. Can it we happen. buy a kendo stick? Of course you can. Can we buy a kendo stick? That, of course you that'll can. That'll be one of the giveaways. Oh, by the way, uh, it was week one of Sunset Flip Radio's Christmas giveaway spectacular of greatness. By the way, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it keeps getting the title keeps getting longer. It keeps getting longer, and uh, you know, um, every week we always said. Well, we said this in last week's episode that we were going to give away a lucky prize to a lucky listener. And then the way you entered was to answer the question that we had on our Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. So the question was, what was the greatest feud in wrestling history and why? And we were going to announce the winner in today's episode. So do you want to announce the winner or do you want me to? Oh, go ahead. So the winner, after we had about eight or ten entries, is Jason Lasso. Uh, Jason Lasso answered the question uh, in the best way possible. So speak since we were taking up talking about takeover, Jason, you are going to be uh, the winner of a series 79 WWE elite collection EO Shirai action figure. So uh, here nice. at Sunset Flip Radio, we're going to be reaching out to you for your address and you will be mailing that. We will be mailing that to you. <laughs> You'll be mailing it to us. <laughs> You'll be mailing it back to us. <laughs> we're going to go return it back at the store and get our money back. Right. No, uh, we are going to mail it out to you. And we're going to tag you on Facebook, and then we'll be really cool for for you to tag us back when you get it in the mail. So, Jason Lasso, congratulations. Uh, week two's question will be up later on in the week, and we're not going to tell you what prize it is because it's a surprise. So, week two of Sense of Flip Radio's Christmas giveaway spectacular of greatness is going to come of it at the end of the week. But and uh, to big to piggyback off of that, and uh, you know, last week we had a, a little fan of ours. His name is Justin. Justin, um, my boy. I'll be sending um, with my wife to work to give to you um, the WWE ring that uh, we bought for you. And um, we'll be giving that to you. And we also wanted to give you a shout-out because we know you listen every week. And one of our biggest fans um, that your birthday, I heard, is tomorrow. How old so is he? Today, um, I think he's 10 or 9 and going to be 10 Ooh, or 10 going to be 11. Um, if not so double digits, double ones. Today is Monday, and tomorrow's Tuesday the eighth. So we wanted to send you a special birthday shout out. Happy birthday, dude! Yeah, man. Thanks Happy for those birthday. downloads. And thank you for listening. Enjoy buddy. the ring. Yes. So, one of the coolest spots, obviously, was Io Shirai with a trash can. Oh come on! Like I, it <laughs> the was... meme that I set set up for our episode today my wife was dead asleep we had such a long day yesterday and a good day at that you know yesterday was our gender reveal and we're having a girl so i'll have a future uh, future woman. nxt women's champion or wwe smackdown or raw women's champion in the family <laughs> no um, impact no impact no, women's wrestling. good lord no. a knockout champion yeah I they're called um well she and, can she can be an aew champion because 
when she's born, the belt will be the size perfectly for her because the AEW women's belt it's is a, so it's small. a toy belt. Well, it's a toy baby she belt. Are, <laughs> my unborn child already does more work than the AEW women anyway. <laughs> that and that is Cody Rhodes. Sad. I hope you're listening. Yeah, you jerk. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so my wife was dead asleep, and that spot came up with the um, the garbage. And she just took a leap of faith, boy, mm-hmm. and jumped. All, I don't know how high that. It's got to be sixteen to twenty feet, it's, give or take. I would, yeah, about I would, that. I would say fifteen feet. Man, what, what, what gojones you have to have to just jump like that and yeah. trust that everybody else is going to do their job and catch you. Catch You're me. falling in a garbage can. Kudos. Yeah, that's but why I, you're the champ. Not, I mean, that's just the meme generator for the next like two or three months. Which I've is seen awesome. it. It was like 2020. <laughs> it was like it was me in 2020. It's her in the trash can jumping onto like whatever else. It yeah. was crazy. Um, but what I thought was even uh, more cool or same level was Dakota Kai's uh, spot dub- in the double, garbage double oh. stomp. She when had, she smashed the can, she on had legit EO. concern for her too. Yeah. She was like, "Did you see how they? Do? Did you see how they try to get Eos out of the? Yes, out of the can. She like, had to wiggle her. She out. had to wiggle her out. Yeah, because she. I mean, she hit the. She hit. Uh, I, I can't say it right. The the coup de gras. Yeah, coup, like a coup de gras. Coup de gras. Right? Yeah, coup de double gras. leg stomp. Yeah. yeah, double leg stomp. And I was like, whoa, like. Um, she was like, oh my god, I just killed somebody. <laughs> but I mean, like, a lot of wrestling fans or a lot of people may, may be like, it's fake. <laughs> it's still real to me damn it right. no but a lot of people may think that it was a spot fest that match but honestly all the spots made sense like yeah the eclipse that that ember gave on dakota with the two chairs come on man should be dead. the spot that pete dunn did on adam cole we'll talk about later was even more impressive like yeah. my my insides were hurting when yeah. i saw that but yep the eclipse on dakota was just ridiculous and the fact that Gonzalez won that match really sets really sets the tone for the yeah. next couple of months. And she, after she um, got the pin, she was like even um, like shocked herself. Yeah. You know? She she basically one arm powerbomb Eo through a ladder onto the metal plate, right? Because the metal plate was in between yes. the rings. Yep. And she sealed the win for the team. And I was kind of surprised because. I thought two things were going to happen. One, someone was going to turn, or mm, that's you, fair. You would have saw. Too. You would have saw the winner. You know, maybe I wasn't surprised that EO took the pin to set up future events, but I was yeah. kind of surprised but that it was she Raquel. Needed, she needed somebody though because she was the only one who didn't have an opponent in the weeks yeah. before, and you know you need your women's champion to because there was no title defense. Like oh, you yeah. need your women's champion to have something going into this next pay per view or whatever show we're getting to New, with the New, New Year's, Year's Evil, Evil, which you have to see Karrion Cross coming back on that show. Absolutely, it's a whole month. of Let me tell you something setup. about that promo. I knew it was him the second that second, started. Yep. You saw the Vulture, right? You we heard know say TikTok, right? <laughs> <laughs> you saw you saw the Vulture, and he is coming back. Like there were videos or pictures of Scarlet that she he's, released. He, he's going to like Hawaii, were, yeah. some fucking like, island, drinking. And he, and he's, he's, he's like ripped, lifting. ripped. I love him. I love. I think Karrion Cross my top three right now. Wow. He is. I, I I liked Cross. The guy's a monster, man. I liked Cross before he got hurt. Like when he first came, like I didn't watch much of him in Impact, but like when he first came into NXT, just that presence. I I like him. He's my favorite NXT guy. I don't like Damian Priest, man. 
Uh, I, I just do. Don't. They're they're pushing him a lot. Yeah, and he's he's big for his size. He's pretty agile. He's six and change. He's yeah. six six. Really? Oh, I think shit. he's six six. He's he's big, big guy. I thought he was like six three. No, but that let me tell you that that women's um, the war games match could be match of the year candidate. It was very violent. Yeah, it was very brutal. Apparently, um, uh, it hasn't been confirmed yet. Maybe it will be by the end of today. Um, uh, Shotzi Blackheart jumped off the ladder or whatever. And possibly broke um, Candace LeRae's arm. She did. Oh, she did. Her arm it. is broken. Okay. Yes. And you, yeah, her uh, Candace's arm is broken. It's so. broken in half. So again, where does this lead? That now, maybe we'll you see. can do a lot of stuff with that. You can do a lot of stuff. A lot with of that. at home stuff. It's so easy. You can keep her on camera. Oh yeah. I mean, it's only an arm. Because Candace is good on camera. Yeah. When Especially when Gargano she's with Gargano. Thing, yeah. And now that he's a North American champion again. Spoiler right? for the third time. <laughs> right. Um, um, you can do so much stuff now because you have India Hartwell who can sell your story now because mm-hmm. you can go that that direction, um, keep you relevant on camera. I mean, a broken arm is at least six weeks or yeah. whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. What What was really cool about that match is the fact that the faces had the advantage, but yes. the heels won clean. Yeah. I mean, for you to cheat in a War Games match with the exception of someone coming into the cage... Uh, extracurricular any, stuff. Any yeah. win is a clean win yeah. because of the setup of the match. Mm-hmm. Anything goes. So And everybody's protected. I yeah. mean, you still have to take a pinfall, but mm-hmm. you know it can come at the hands of a uh, chair shot to the head or oh, yeah. whatever, ladder fall or something like that, something crazy. I can watch Ciampa and Thatcher wrestle as many times as I want to see them. And I and I and I will not be bored. I told you yesterday right? in the text message those guys yeah. were intense. We talk about how NXT superstars are always a little bit different than the main roster, the edgier. Those two guys yesterday defined and I mean defined word for, I mean letter for letter exactly what an NXT wrestler is. Like some people you look Animals. and you're like, you know what? I can take you on the street. Those two dudes, no, nah, I'm going to look the other way. I'm, I'm going to cross the street yeah. so I don't have to walk next to you, per se. No, but um, they specialize in kicking your ass <laughs> and inflicting pain <laughs> on each other. Exactly. Because that's what they exactly did right. for that entire match. Oh, my God. Um, Ciampa's entrance, phenomenal. Yeah, I love, I love that the look. gear. I love, love that, the look. Um, very... Um, Casey Jones kind of uh, Ninja Turtle and I, mask. And I vibe. love no knee pad Thatcher. Very nice with the bad teeth. Um, he can't ever get his teeth fixed. No, he can't. It's part of his gimmick forever. Yeah. Even like on yeah. an elite, they should have him smiling with fucked up teeth. <laughs> Ciampa, he did beat Thatcher. But... He did, but I'm telling you, I told you in the text message, they should do something on television where they do a Lions Den match yeah, well, like they you gotta, did with him. You, you uh, got you to gotta thank Thatcher for Riddle. Thatcher's injury. He busted his ear open. Yeah, well, Thatcher looks like he has cauliflower ear anyway, so like you just kind of rubbed it yeah. too much, you know. Like, but I mean, for him to finish the match with a busted ear is pretty cool. Yeah. Because again, you know, Vince could have been all right. Let's pull the plug on that one. You know what I mean? No, they just let him rock. Just yeah, just, just let him go. That match went another five minutes. Yeah, just about. Um, no, I mean that match was again. We always talk about match placement in NXT. Every takeover, the second match is a singles match. It's that's that's just like what it is. Like you knew, like before they announced the women's match was going to start war games. I knew it was going to happen because you need to. You can't put a you can't put a singles match and then a war games match. You want to start the pay per view with something smart, and the smart thing was to have the women's war, war games. And match. also with with what it is, you're not you're going to want to separate the two big gimmick matches. I mean, oh yeah, that setup you is separate huge. That, yeah. It barely fit the CWC yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
Capital Wrestling Center. Like they barely just got into it. Are those fans all independent wrestlers? Or are they all? There are people? some fans, and there are some of their people and whatever. Yeah. So it, it's a little mixer of uh, the two. Um, Loomis and Grimes. On paper, I thought it was gonna be really bad and really boring, but it yes. wasn't that bad. No, I mean i I like the match. Could I have? Would I have rather have seen it? On an NXT? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That had NXT main event weekly episode. Yeah. Stipulation strap match. Now, what I would have put it in its place, I couldn't tell you. So, you know. Um, yeah, me either. It I was, think it was fit into the right spot. Fit, for, yeah, yeah, think about it. It was a stipulation. Because you don't actually have too many other angles other than anything with the cruiserweights right now that yeah. you could have inserted you could have there. Thrown, you could have thrown the cruiserweights in. I was, was going to say that could be only yeah. And I don't know if the they had a kickoff option. show and they had a cruiserweight match. I they didn't, didn't watch it. Okay. It was a half an hour kickoff show with no matches. It was basically Sam Roberts and Wade Barrett talking about the matches okay. and doing reflection right. packages. Got it. There was oh, no... Uh, fair enough. Yeah. But um, when he threw Grimes to the barricade, that barricade almost broke. <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Um, and mind you, all this is with a strap attached, which is x you know x feet long. Yeah. So you still have to keep in mind where that strap's gonna go. You don't want to trip somebody, whatever. You still have to be safe. Um, so that's probably one of the harder matches to do. So I give those guys so much credit. It did get a lot of time too. I thought it did. It did get a lot. Every of time. match got a lot of time. Some could say too much on whatever. I mean, they had time and to And they used the strap the right way because... I'm curious to see what the other strap would have been. Uh, the same thing, maybe. I think the nah, Grimes... I, I, it, it was a gimmick. Like, yeah, it, it was a it gimmick. Was I think I think Grimes just came in with his own strap to get an early offense Edge. on him. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, remember, the, mat, the match technically didn't start for like three to five minutes. Right. Because Grimes was beating Loomis up. So, you know, Loomis gets to win, but he gets to win using the strap the right way and puts him in a finisher. Mm-hmm. Now, I just hope that these guys don't feud again because I think this is it. Like, you Any had... Any kind of match like had, that like, two should be the matches. end of a feud. It should be, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like the Feeney Daniel Bryan, the strap match, it was over. Yeah. Um, remember, they had a gimmick match, even though it wasn't really a gimmick match on Halloween Havoc. It was more of a you can't cinematic have a, match. A, a strap match, which essentially, I'm going to beat you with a piece of cloth or leather yeah and i'm i'm going to take out my frustration on you and then say i'm gonna have a one-on-one match with you in a week mm-hmm. like it just doesn't work out that way like you gave this person a literal beating if anybody has ever been hit with a belt i.e a police officer's belt a patrolman officer's belt i.e my dad <laughs> used to beat my ass with his work belt that shit hurts hurts yeah so like yeah that sucks. <laughs> like I, I just hope it. yeah I mean my, I a- my ass was red watching the match. You don't see many strap matches anymore. I mean that's a, that's definitely it's an old, old school. school. That's we a saw AEW or they had no they, they had dog collar match. Day. Yeah yeah but I remember old school strap matches you had to touch all four corners that was the uh, that's correct yeah for a four corners match they four corners call, match yeah. yeah. But um, the last people I think was uh, Rusev and John Cena. I feel. Oh no, yeah. that was a flag match or something. Yeah, flag match, flag match, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I Dominic wanna... on a pole. Match. Dominic custody on a pole of match. Dominic, Dominic on a pole yeah. match. That was probably the, the dumbest stipulation. <laughs> that or Judy Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Uh, that was in WCW. <laughs> that was in Vince Russo was ta- was drinking some kind of sauce. So that I heard that he was, was trying to sabotage WCW. Yeah, he came up with those games. Absolutely. Um. So the triple threat match, right? Leon Ruff, 
Um, now here, here's my thing, right? I, I don't know what I was doing, where I was. I might have ran to the restroom or, or something, but where the hell did the second ring go? What do you mean? Where, no, no, that match, it was there. Where did it go for the Dexter Loomis? And uh, It was there. It was there? Yeah. Wow. I guess I wasn't paying enough No, because a lot of their fight was outside, too, and they stayed in the ring on the right. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. why. The ring on the right. Okay. Did All you right. see? Did you see the crash pad that they had outside of the? When he threw him over, yeah, yeah he landed on a like. You caught it crash not pad. on the first look, <clears throat> on the second look when they replayed it back. You seen it? Yeah, yeah. you saw a crash pad yeah. there. Um, That's why I thought that they got rid of the because they were on the the one furthest from the ramp. Okay, got it. Yeah, when uh, I'm trying to think when Damian Priest put him put did the razor's edge on Leon through the barricade. Yeah. Um, I thought he killed him. <laughs> yeah, Leon Ruff's like yeah. 167 pounds. I think. Wet. Wet. Like, yeah, right. you know he's engaged to the to that. Uh, yep. the, yeah, to the referee. Yep. Um, that she was a hard spot. Games match, yep. Yeah, that was a hard spot. Um, I mean, to me, Leon Ruff, I couldn't take him seriously. I mean, it was a cool story, but you know, he got his time to shine. Do I yeah. think that Gargano should have been the one to win the match? But. I guess. I mean, there's more story to tell with the the way the way the way the match unfolded. Yeah, now, so. I mean, there's a lot to go. And, you know, Priest did warn Ruff that you know if he got in his way, <laughs> Razor's get... Edge through the barricade, and look right. what happened. Right. Razor's Edge through the barricade. Um, right. He he warned Ruff that it could get a little rough. Yeah. At some point, right? Yeah, and I mean, look at it. Leon Ruff almost beat Gargano again with the same move yep. again. Um, but you know what? What I liked about that was that it made it more believable. It did. And so kudos to them for inserting a guy like him who I have seen some of his stuff on the Indies. He's actually a very great wrestler. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Um. So it's very fitting. Um, he was Cameron Cross's first opponent. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> he and while well, he was on a SmackDown, yeah, was, he, was uh, Sha- he fought Sheamus. Uh-huh. He fought Sheamus. He fought Cameron Cross, Strowman. Yep. I mean, he had the build. I mean, compared to Strowman, Cross, and Sheamus, who, oh, of course, over like shit ha- powered him. Houses, yeah, yeah Burke Shithouses. But um, Damian Priest, it was like he was doing two matches at once. He, he right? did it because of, of that interference that yeah. uh, Gargano He had the people ran. on the outside, and he's fighting Gargano on the inside. He's tied to the ropes. You know what I mean? So he's out of the match for a little bit. That was a cool angle because... At one point, he's trying to get out, and he looks at Leanna Ruff. He's like, "Don't tap, don't tap out," and he kick, you know he gets out of the ropes. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, but Priest, he definitely he were. I think he was probably one of the, one of the hardest workers that night. Yeah, uh, that wrestled because he was involved in a lot of different things. He had to help carry the angle with Ruff and Gargano in the in the match, and then had to juggle that on top of the interference uh, toward the end of the match. Also, yeah, and still get back into the ring, break up a count. And continue fighting on. Oh yeah, until the very end. And um, Austin Theory turns out to be one of the masked men. Which, but they had who, said that a long time ago. I don't. I don't. Who think, are the other six? Is I it like a retribution angle? Now we're gonna w- go with retribution. Uh, T Bar commented, <laughs> I think, about that. Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think that has any significance to it. I think it <laughs> ultimately is just about Austin Theory. I don't think it has anything to do with the yeah. other. Five, six guys we've seen. So now what are we going to see? Maybe we'll see a Gargano Theory feud against Priest and Ruff to start off the new year. 
maybe at New Year's Evil we'll see Priest and Ruff against Gargano in theory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, I mean overall that match the the flow was well. The near falls were good. Yeah. Um, I thought that all the wrestlers did a really good job of telling the story of the match. I thought that the interference was smart, and you saw Priest take him out and then eventually lose to them. But I mean, Leon Ruff did take the pinfall because he should have took the pinfall because he shouldn't have really been the champion in the first place. No, and everything about the match was, was I had fun. no was, issue it about it. It was done. Yeah, a very, very, a very well good match. Very thoughtful. Yeah. And um, very forward thinking, um, whoever produced it and whatever in the back, because it helped tell so many stories that fit in line with what we've seen in the past and where we're going with uh, all three of those competitors. Yeah. So now Gargano's a three time North American champion uh, with What's the first. He was the first two time North American yeah, champion. So he's so, the he's right. a three time champion. So with Austin Theory kind of returning back into the fold. And the fact that Indy Hartwell is with Candice, though, right? It's like they're building like this little group, like a cult. It's weird. It's like they're building like this little stable, the mm-hmm. four of them. And um, is it better? You think it's you think you can compare it to like Seth Rollins, maybe? Like when Seth Rollins did uh, his little uh, group, being a messiah and disciples and all that stuff. Uh, it's a little different because Seth Rollins is really committed to that. I don't think they're committed to maybe a better idea of what they're trying to do with Seth Rollins. Yeah, because their their characters aren't portraying what Rollins was portraying. They're just being themselves. Yeah, maybe um, that's better for Theory because when he came up, he was thrown to a WrestleMania tag team match with Andrade. Yeah. And then he was also part of that Rollins yeah, group until for like a hot minute. Some stuff, legal stuff happened. So yeah, so which I'm, is still up in the air. But yeah, he's young too. Right he's a young kid. He's like twenty four. Yeah, he's ripped too. Yeah. He, he looks like John Cena kind of. Like his arms are. He's a big guy. Austin Theory is a big guy. He is. Yeah. So match of the night, mm, maybe match that we're going to talk about next the main event maybe yeah um i can watch again like we talked about i can watch thatcher and uh chompa wrestle i can watch pete dunn and kyle o'reilly wrestle too uh pete dunn is he's a freak i think he's very good yeah he's shredded now too he's he like, is but I, I liked him better with a little bit of weight on him now he looks like too skinny and way too tan <laughs> he's very tan he's very, now he's very like awkward yeah because now the singlet Fits weird. I'm watching. You know? I'm watching last night, and Christine's like, "Oh, he's on steroids. Look at the acne in his face." I'm like, "Oh, he's always had craters, though." Yeah. No, he's always had craters. Those British guys don't look. As Some of those good British wrestlers aren't rough, exactly man. like. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, like the uh, grizzled young veterans. Yeah, those guys. You know what I mean? Rough. Those guys are rough looking. You know. You know, we um, all know the Brits don't have the best of teeth, but. That's beside the point. Pete Dunn, along with Thatcher and Champa and basically anybody else, because I'm not a professional wrestler, fits the bill of a guy that I would not want to get into a wrestling ring with. Um, he will beat agreed. the shit out of me. Yeah. He will break my fingers and break my wrist and Did you see completely stomp my face out. How high uh, Pete Dunn got for that backbreaker that he took from oh my God. Roddy Strong? He was like six feet up in the air. <laughs> and he, he flipped threw. in the air. He did. Roddy Strong throws one of the best backbreakers since Bret Hart. Bret Hart threw a great backbreaker, but Bret Hart was very technical about it. Ro- Roger Strong's got like four of them yeah. at, his, at his beck and call. Roger Strong's a really good wrestler. 
I love Roderick Strong. I yeah, think me he's too. I think Roderick Strong is the best wrestler of the four of them, in my opinion. Yes. Matt technical wise, Matt on the mat, absolutely think Roderick Strong's the best one. Um Strong Cole O'Reilly Fish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where, where would you go strong? Maybe O'Reilly Cole and Fish. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um The middle two are debatable. Yeah, but strong for for one. Yeah, they absolutely. they kept bringing up about him being a UK champion, which kinds of things to me is how come we don't mention him as a future world champion? Is beyond us. I P- think that's coming. Uh, I don't know what I was listening. to. I would love to watch Balor versus be. Pete Dunn. Yeah, I would watch Balor Pete Dunn. I wouldn't watch Cross Pete Dunn though. I would watch. Balor. You don't think so? I, th- I would I think watch. No matter what, it would be good anyway. I would watch. Balor I think because and Cross. the styles are so different. Yeah. Because again, he the whole heel face though manipulation yeah, the whole, too. Yeah, whole heel face though. Well, he's a tweener. His his who Pete Dunn? Well, he's he, a heel right he's now. He's a heel right now. Because the money. His, yeah, yeah. His appearance though and his character mm-hmm. can f- play that th- both sides. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and just like the women's match, we see these props come in. Like I, I like to call them props, not right. weapons. Um. Yeah. So you have you have O'Reilly start got cricket bats. Yeah. O'Reilly, they gave O'Reilly a, a nice little homage, uh, just like we were talking about how the women, the two women who started, they gave them a little, you know, some shine. They gave O'Reilly some shine because he carried Undisputed Era this last two months or so, ever mm-hmm. since his match with oh, Balor. He, he deserved to start the match. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, but him and Dunn, that was almost a classic alone. I could have watched those guys for 40 minutes. All day. On, by themselves. All day. Yeah. Um. Bringing the cricket bats was kind of interesting because they, you can tell that, that they looked like foam. Like I didn't know what those look like. Uh, so what whatever was in the bag. You know, sometimes you telegraph it. You know kind of what's in it already. What's I, in the bag. I, I yes. don't even know. <laughs> it's not a satchel. Um, it's, it's not, not a satchel. satchel. Speaking of satchel, later on this month, we'll be debuting the December's episode of the Wrestling Satchel where you, the listener, asks us questions. Sunset Santa's satchel. Yep. Um. I love Pat McAfee bringing the tables for each person. For each guy. <laughs> did they use them all? Yeah. They did. They the did. last one was the fish one where yeah. he, he put Roger uh, Strong. Did you see that botch? That. Did you see that botch? No. Where, uh, oh, through the table. The table didn't break. Yeah. They had to kind of do and it And then again. Roddy Strong had to do the worst splash on top of him. Yeah. And it just like it went. <laughs> and then it broke. <laughs> I was like, damn. Um, that, now that had to hurt. Yeah. Pat McAfee, well, he broke the first table. He did the moonsault on top of Roderick Strong. That was the cleanest moonsault I've ever It was made. pretty nice. This is the you second s- one he's done. Yeah. The, I mean, third. you saw he did the right way. His knees hit the mat to give the sound of him hitting the wrestler, and it, it broke the mat. It was pretty clean. Yeah. Um, and then he did the he did another. Uh, he did like a swanton off the cage. Yeah. That was a pretty hard bump. I, I, heard, thought- a, I heard a thud. So did I. And I, because the ref came into him first, his which legs, he should have. His legs hit first. Yeah. His back. That's did. what was the. Okay. They didn't catch him the right way. They were kind of falling out. Yeah. At that point, you know, yeah. like not gathering towards the middle. They were all going their separate ways and falling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you're like not have EO, as much to catch you. EO jumps off the top with a trash can, and Pat McAfee's like, yeah, hold my beer. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do a swanton bomb off of the top and, of and uh, the kudos cage. Kudos to Pat McAfee because I was thinking that he was gonna do some sort of spot. So what he ended up doing, I actually kind of figured he would because he's that kind of guy. Oh yeah, who it was, was spot like, city. If I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. He had two or three spots in the takeover match against Cole. Exactly. So, so you knew it was gonna happen. But kudos to him because I was thinking this whole time I was like, if people 
when when wrestlers wrestle and they do these things and yeah not everybody's comfortable doing that so kudos to the ones who actually do it all the time and really still hate it you have to commit there's a level of commitment you if that's the spot you're trying to set up you have to go you can't be like I got up here. I was all my all, knees are shaking. I was all with the shits, and then Help now me. it's like, oh my god, this is live television. We're, we're doing really it, buddy. I can do this. We're really doing it, man. They're like, yo, let's go on yeah. my count, right? Yeah. So kudos to him for actually doing it. We're really and, gonna do it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I could never. Could you ever do that? What? Jump off the top of a cage? I'm like, if I get out of bed the right way, I don't <laughs> roll my ankle. Yeah, you and your wife. I'm very. I'm bad with heights. Dude. I don't know. I'm bad with heights. I can't jump off anything. Yeah. Come on. You think I can do a front flip in the air? Come on. Mm-hmm. I'll flip a pancake, but I ain't flipping it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's the only flip. Did you notice think. when, I don't know if you caught this, but did you notice like Adam Cole was grabbing his junk when McAfee was on the floor? That was a weird. What? When McAfee was on the ground, right, at the end of the match, Adam Cole was a- like. After the pin? No, before or, the pin. Okay. Adam Cole was going to set him up for a kick, but he was like holding his junk before he was doing it. Adam Cole was? Yeah. This was, it, I thought it was yeah. really weird. I, it he was holding no, himself before he was going to kick McAfee? Yeah. <laughs> like, basically saying, like, you know, like. Oh, got it, got yeah. it. That's all you had to say. Yeah. Like he was gesturing. Gesturing. To like, that was pretty funny. Right. It was like, this generation's like, suck it, I guess you can say. Like, hold my, yeah. Yeah. Hold my nuts. <laughs> right. Um, Can't even hold my jockstrap. There was a lot of crazy like kickouts of that match. Like when he kicked out of Panama Sunrise, he did, and the the look that Cole gave to the camera <laughs> awesome. was like, "What?" So like, he kicked out of the Panama Sunrise, which is a which is a crazy Kyle, move. Kyle O'Reilly kicked out clean of Pete Dunne's bitter end. Oh, which nobody kicks out of that. Pete Dunne kicked out of the Brainbuster. That Brainbuster on a steel came, chair, yeah, on the steel in between the rings, yeah. And then McAfee kicked out of the Panama Sunrise. This is all in order. Yeah. Like, how do you... Well, you knew at that point when they're rushing through stuff like that, you know they were going to the finish. Yeah, you know the finish right? is you know coming hard. Yeah. Um, the I spear, didn't expect Riley to pick up the pin. Neither did I. Because I thought it was going to just complete this uh, Cole McAfee thing. Yeah. Um, but before that, the fact that Fish... He still got over on him again. Yeah. So that's number two. Fish but yeah. putting... Uh, uh, the, uh, bird Lork, to the birch to the table because yeah. Lorcan took the pin from yeah. O'Reilly, who was busted up after he did. Yeah, yeah, because he had the chair yeah. around his head or something. Yeah, the, the he spear was good. That was a good spot with the table. Fish is old. He's an older man. He is an older man. Yeah. He's like Trent Seven. He's an older guy too. He, oh yeah. Uh, uh, F- if you notice, Fish didn't take his shirt off the entire match. Yeah, it's was, okay. <laughs> that's fine. Um, no, but I mean, to me, the spot of the night. Was oh god, the bitter end that Cole took on the chair. Come on, that you really should have been the bitter end. That that spot, even though he didn't take the pin. Yeah, I gotta give a lot. Like my stomach hurt. Yeah, like my ribs hurt watching Cole take that from from Pete Dunn. Yeah, that was sick. That was probably one of the best spots I've seen in a little while. Yeah, next to maybe Jeff Hardy almost. Killing himself last week on that uh, Swanton oh, over the, the ring. Yeah. Ugh. But that bitter end on Cole was fucking nuts. I'm sorry. Like, that got me going as a wrestling fan. Like, I felt like 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 I like, like, it's, it's like a pump handle slam, but he can turn yeah. into like a, like a face plant in a sense, right? It's mm-hmm. a real deal. Yeah. He flips you over. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then really good and move. then Kyle O'Reilly hits the hits the uh, the flying knee off the cage. Yep, on a the, chair to to Lorkin. To Lorkin with the pen. Yeah, yeah, and then they win, and then you see the chair move, and Lorkin's face is all bloody. But I mean, there's a lot of tough kickouts, a lot of close. Yeah, co- that close la- falls. That last eight minutes of that match was insane. Yeah, it was so intense. A lot of a lot of hard hitting because in the it match. picked up. Like I was saying, it um, you know, a lot of it started slow. This whole pay per view, all these matches, but. By the end, once it's like a locomotive. It's like a train. It's like, once you get going, you get going. You get going. You know what I mean? And they got going. And, and when they, uh, hit, they came to the finish, the finish came quick. Because I, 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 I was starting to believe, holy shit, the heels are going to win both war game no, matches. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't expecting. Because remember, um, uh, Undisputed Era has been in every one of them. They're two and, and two now. Yeah, yep. Yep, they're two and two, and you know before they celebrated the well at, while they were celebrating, I thought something was going to happen, but then the show faded away, and that was it. Yeah. But um, they're two and two in the war games. So, like, what's next? Do you think for Undisputed Era? That's a million dollar question because I don't know. Some people are like, "Oh, they were wearing red with army fatigues. Maybe they're going to Raw." I'm like, yeah, fuck out of here. I heard speculation of Cole going to Raw. But then you leave the rest of them down there. I don't know. It's almost a package deal because I don't yeah. think it works the same. It does. Adam Cole gets the loss in the sauce without his. When you establish somebody as the leader of something, it's especially like the... as as powerful <laughs> as they are, it's like the new day. <laughs> think think about it. Think about it. Multiple time I, tag I champs. see your point, but I'm not. I, you see it, but you don't raise it. I see it, but I don't raise it. I don't. Okay. I, don't I think you're. You're there, but you're not there. It, okay. With the new day, I think it's a, a tad bit different than it is with, because the new day is a is a, what is it? So the sum of the parts is greater than the, or whatever. However, that moniker goes. Um, those guys in undisputed air are definitely proven to show that, like oh, especially with Kyle I mean, O'Reilly. They're recently. all better wrestlers than the new day, but go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. but they're different move set. Yeah. yeah, they're all um, standouts on their own. You know, oh, Cole are. can hold his own. We know Kyle O'Reilly can now. And we already knew Roddy Strong, um, which was a great addition to the group. Um, and Bobby Fish is Bobby Fish. Um, he's done a lot of stuff in ROH, too. I mean, you know, you got to kind of look at Bobby Fish's career because um, he, he was always, like, in a tag team, and he did some stuff on his own, but but I digress. Um, so if they were to move up, it's a package deal. You couldn't steal one of them away. Cole's got a contract coming up, so you know we're gonna really see where this goes very soon. Because if not, we know who's knocking on his door to give him a phone call. His wife will be the first one because she's already over at AEW, or his girlfriend. There's no way that Adam Cole is going to AEW. Well, this, this yeah, I don't is, think so. This is the point I'm getting at: is like you got to lock his ass up. Yeah. So lock in order to do so, he's got all the he can play as much ball than anybody because it's in his court. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen, you. I don't even have to say what the writing on the wall is here if we don't make this happen whenever they need to. But you can be like, and I'm gesturing behind myself, just pointing to a wall. It's Point like, here, listen, <laughs> here it is. Door. This is where I can go. In the closet? <laughs> what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Um, no, it'd be interesting. And I mean, as far as... The, I, I would the, want them to go up, but they got to come back up as heels now, which you just established them as faces and run rough shot. Just like they did through NXT. They don't have to play heels, though. They work better as them. They're four dudes who are super yeah. cocky because they're they're 
here, here's they're a good undisputed. thing. They're undisputed. I mean, it's here, undisputed era. Here's, like when, here, here's something that's interesting. You have four dudes that may go up to Raw. The Hurt Business is four dudes, too. Yeah, well... I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's and so is Retribution minus uh, Mia Yim gimmick there. Yeah. Who may or may Retaliation, not be there. Reckoning? Yeah, Reckoning. Yeah. Uh, who may or may not be a part of them after tonight, so we'll see, because yeah. tonight is Raw. But Tonight is Raw. I am not watching Raw tonight. Okay. Because the Bills are playing the 49ers on Monday Night Football. I'll be watching Raw tomorrow in the morning. Mm. Um, what's next for the rest of Undisputed Era? If they, if they don't get magically called up in 24 hours tonight, I don't know. I but mean, rem- remember, you got Orny and Lorcan are champions. Do you really still has business to do with others, so yeah. I mean, I, I mean gotta not going to lie to you, if they try to go for the titles, I would love to see Gargano versus O'Reilly. Um you know, I think, uh, I think, uh, well, what's Fish, next for Cole? Cause you know, Cole, yeah. the leader, where the leader, they, the rest follows. It's not so. Finn Balor. No. It's not Finn Balor. Finn Balor is bent to face carrying cross now. Yeah. And lose it back to him. Yes. It's just like, fuck, which sucks. Cause it's like, so what did you do in your whole time? It you does one suck. match. You got, you got hurt. It's awesome. I get it. I get yeah. it. But you know, you just want to see if, if, if Balor had done stuff since the O'Reilly match. It just sucks. Yeah, it's bad luck. It's just bad timing. Again I'm just happy that they didn't. That, I'm just happy that he didn't drop the belt like Cross had to. The reason why he didn't was because it would have looked so bad. It would in that short period of time that happened in a second NXT champion. They really had to hedge their bets here, and the way that it's played out on television is the way that. They had to make it make sense. They had so to they because didn't make you drop the title. Your yeah, your champion beats Lee, then's out, then it's vacant. Then the guy that wins the belt wrestles one match as champion and, and gets hurt. <laughs> so it's a is bad it, look. Is it is it like the Madden curse to become NXT champion? Because look at Finn Balor, he was the original Universal champion. He got hurt during the match. He got hurt during the match. He left. He came back Intercontinental champion. He got uh, buried by Bray Wyatt, and then he went back down to NXT, which is the best thing for him to do. Right. He's another good like like before in the episode we say sometimes you have to go back to NXT. Finn Balor, perfect example of a guy that had to, had to go back to NXT. And and to to further this point, his early promos when he came back were all about that point you're making right now. Yes, it was like um, I helped make NXT. Now I'm gonna. What, whatever he was trying to convey. He was the longest reigning, before yes. Cole did it, longest yep. reigning NXT champion. Yep. Right? And, and then he gets he called up. twice, technically. And you know what? Vince saw something in him because he got called up to be the first universal yes. champion. Yes. And, so, and it just so happened out of luck. He was like, well, there, you know, what, what, that really sucks because he's seen something in you enough to put you over his hottest star at the time. And Rollins. there's no disputing that. Yeah. No disputing that. Rollins then isn't as hot as he used to be, but yeah. No, at that moment. At the moment. At yeah. that moment at of moment, that, yeah. that no, belt right. debuting in, in that actual you're match. Right. You're right. The hottest going into that. Then he got hurt. <clears throat> and after that, Vince was like, he is damaged goods. And after that, you just seen Bam fell right into the mid card. He did. That was it. He had a couple things, I think, when he came back. And he had a little bit of... Like, okay, here's a couple matches we're going to put you in. Let's see if you can bring yourself back up. And I I guess they didn't well, feel he, that. He filled out. He died out in the mid-card. And then, and well, then, you know uh, where it really died? When he wanted to do the Sister Abigail thing against Bray Wyatt. And, like, he was purple. Uh, no, he was purple. He was, like, orange. 
he dyed himself orange with the paint as yeah. the demon. That's where, and this was like Halloween. This is around Hell in a Cell time. Yeah, and, and that's ago. when AJ Styles had to come in and face the and face uh, that um, the demon. Yeah, right. So I mean, well, I think, that, there was also like um, the mumps or the measles and shit going around at yeah, that time. So uh, that, Roman was Roman sick. Had it, yeah. and he didn't. Yeah, no, but Finn Balor in NXT, he's fine where he is as as a champion. I mean, he's again, he's going to be a transitional champion. Yeah, and um, I, and it sucks. And I'm not mad about that. I'm not mad about that. I am only only because I just would have liked to have seen him defend it more times. And now, unfortunately, I mean, it, you know what happened happened. You can't yeah, but not. I mean, if you look at the splash that he made when he came back, right? It was huge, man. Huge that splash. Was a huge he attacked. Pop. He attacked who? Gargano, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He because attacked. undisputed era was in the ring. They were feuding. It was him and Champa, and then he turned on him and hit him with the Pele kick. Yeah, yeah, and then he had great matches against Damian Priest. He had great matches against Timothy Thatcher. He had a couple other good matches, and he won the oh, yeah. He, yeah he that won. match alone against yeah. Damian Priest, Priest. A- actually helped elevate Priest to where he is right now. Absolutely. I guarantee you, it was that match. And then the the it's probably Iron, the best one on the card that night yeah. as well. So yeah, the Iron Man match, and then the match against Cole a week after or two weeks after, right? So I mean, he had a lot of good stuff going on so far. Yeah, he got hurt, but. Yeah, for him to come back and be the champion to carry the company after the original guy who was supposed to carry the company got hurt. Yeah. So I think that's that's just his experience. And I think that for him to lose to Cross is the smart move to do. I think that Cross is your future in NXT. No, and I'm I'm not I'm not disputing that at all. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I know you're not. I'm just saying that which I, is where they're they're all, all they're doing all they did was just hit pause. We'll give you some yeah. filler. And what they were able to achieve by doing it the way that they did was completely because I forgot he was champion. Who? They completely made you forget about Finn the Balor? NXT champion. Yeah, they did. So what they which did, is perfectly yeah. designed, so you forget about hey he's actually hurt and we should have made him take the title. Yeah, so what and they give do it away again? They push the women to have a war games match. I mean, right. luckily they, war games was in this time because you had you had the you push the women's program right. to have the war games match. You give Dexter Loomis time with yeah. Cameron Grimes. That was a strap match. And mm-hmm. You had Pat McAfee come well, back. Yeah. Right? The women really helped carry these last couple months since Karen yeah. Cross has been hurt. Yeah. Since, uh, Even when Finn September. Balor is champion, yeah. Yeah. The guy broke his jaw and hasn't been on TV in weeks. Mm-hmm. He's coming back Wednesday, and he's going to come up with the belt, whatever. Do I think Cross is going to come back this week? No. No. You I won't think... see him until maybe the final show of the year. Yep. And they're setting up for that New Year's Evil yeah. on the 6th. And so. Cross is going to come back. Yeah. So Which that's going to be their AEW Winter's Coming sort of moment. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. That was that was kind of corny. I mean, yeah, Sting came back. Sting's a bitch. <laughs> I don't like Sting. I, I don't like WCW. I liked Sting when he was the Crow. St- oh, well, he was the Crow. He's still the Crow. Well, the original Crow gimmick. Oh. Yeah, that was. I mean, remember that was a year of build up, uh, a year that setup. That, that that's, that's a long time, man. man. That's like Cena Rock. You know what I mean? Um, I mean? You can't. You can't do stuff like that, really. You really can't. You can maybe get six months. You really can't. So, can't. so yeah. So, like, what I see is the future of NXT. The future of NXT to conclude this podcast. It, to me, it's going to stay stagnant. It's going to stay where it is in the Capital Wrestling Center. They're going to keep doing homages to different events, and they're going to keep going the way they've been going because it's been working. Yeah, for them, they're mm-hmm. going to keep generating stars that get called up from the performance center. Occasionally, we'll see the the crafty veteran come back and have some matches in NXT. But right now, they're doing what they're supposed to do, and they're doing it right. 
Yeah, well, in we my don't, opinion. we're not really seeing much of the tag team championship, so maybe starting Wednesday well, you'll see yeah. that back for NXT. I think the tag team division is something that can... Well, you got the Grizzled Young Veterans now. Uh-huh. You got Imperium. You still got Fandango and Breezango. I mean, uh, Breezango. You got Everrise, which is really a, a funny na- uh, funny team. Because they're, they're, yeah. they're jobbers. You got the champions. They're uh, like a poor Oregon. man's Young Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> a fat Young Buck. Yeah. Um, no, so but, that's yeah. what, four plus there's a fifth who's a f- I mean, you know, you can add Undisputed can, Era yeah. at any time. Undisputed Era. You can put, I mean, look, you had Thatcher and Riddle as champions when it's supposed to be well, yeah, done and Riddle. Right. But, I mean, I think they're going to give more attention to the tag team division. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. They got to kill some uh, time. Here. That's going to come closer. And I think the uh, you're going to see a lot of stuff with Io and Raquel. And you're going to see it's it's going to be a little bit of everything. Yeah. And you're going to see the cruiserweight. So, I mean, I think what they're doing in the two hour window that they're allotted every week is good programming and quality matches. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can really ask for in good storytelling. Like, I really haven't said that NXT is doing a bad job of telling stories in the eyes of a wrestling fan because they really haven't been. No. It seems like whoever they're, they're writing, giving you a little bit of everything. That you and want. basically it's attitude error 101 there. Road Dog, Michaels, Helmsley, you're our Triple H. Yeah, you know you, what I mean? You have all of DX running the show. Yeah, you have all of DX running the show, and you have a good team of coaches. And there's talks that I heard that the Undertaker might next year. Next year, he's been doing stuff for them. Yeah, because he uh, on one of I think Taker's it was on, coming. You know what I, I mean? I think it was on his uh, last ride documentary where he went down to NXT, gathered all the big guys he did. in a room because Keith said, Lee was this there. This is what you're doing wrong. Right? Yeah. Like if you can have the Undertaker mentor the big guy, who basically Undertaker kind of defined what the big guy does at a time in 1990 where Nobody. big guys weren't doing mm-hmm. that. So now you have him in your side. <sighs> Come on, yeah. Come on, yeah. Um, NXT is the future, everybody. Get Grasp on it. it. Get on it. Drink it in, man. Drink Soak it. it. Yeah. Whatever you want to say, it's the future, and we like watching it. Absolutely, man. So, I love it. I love NXT. So, you know, we really hope that you learn a little bit more about NXT based on this uh, episode. And uh, you can listen to not just this episode, but all the other episodes on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. You can follow us on Instagram at Sunset Flip Radio. You can follow us on Facebook at Sunset Flip Radio. You can also email us at Sunset Flip Podcast at gmail.com. And let's get some emails. I haven't gotten anything to read since September. To be honest, <laughs> from Nothing. my brother-in-law. Yeah, and that was yeah. the last thing, and we were talking about the hurt business. I think. Yeah, you know, we, we really want you to also comment on our uh, Apple Podcast. Tell us how we're doing. Um, the second week of Sunset Flip Radio's Christmas giveaway spectacular of greatness will culminate next week with our new uh, episode. We'll give you details on when that episode is going to get released, and we will be releasing the question that we want you the listener to answer to enter your chance of winning a prize given by Sunset Flip Radio. Yes. Uh, what's the prize? We don't know. It's yeah, perfectly who the hell fine. Knows. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? <laughs> um, but once I don't again, even know what the hell the question is. <laughs> neither do I. We'll right. talk about the question probably tomorrow. <laughs> and we'll talk about the, uh, the thing that we want. We, we don't say topic. It's more of the idea of next week's episode. We'll talk about that. And you'll see that on our pages soon. In the meantime, enjoy Monday Night Raw. I'll enjoy the Buffalo Bills. Enjoy the rest of the week in wrestling. I'm Thomas Lisi. Always join the most handsome man in the room, Alex Drayton. And the most handsome father now. Uh, most handsome father in the room. We are Sunset Flip Radio. We are out for today. Take care. Later.